AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. I want to get better, I feel a little concerned. Just don't know if yeah. Better gets better with you Can we make together work? Oh, I feel a little disturbed I just don't know if yeah. Better gets better Can we take a break? Test life out and go Our separate ways Ignore me Make some more mistakes Make your own heartbreak Can you take it down a notch for me? Can you slow it down enough to teach me? Hey, hey, ooh, 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 and I, boy, we might be my destiny. Take it down a notch for me. Can you slow it down enough to please me? Thank you. 
Hi guys, this is Bass, and you're listening to Bar Talk here on Australian Musicians Radio.
Well, hello, 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 all you fine peoples. You come far, come one, come all from across the lands and across the seas and across the skies to this, this darling show, Bar Talk. Bar Talk right here on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts with me. Big D, Daniel M. Pern, as your host, coming solo to you today to tell you some awesome stuff and uh, be here for your loving souls as you get cradled upon this travelling, scintillating experience. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me. I'm coming back to you here, as I said, solo for yet another episode of this awesome podcast, Bar Talk, which I can't get enough of. Been a little break, but I am back to be ready to pounce on some new tracks this week. Uh, we're gonna gonna quickly mention that we came right off jo- Julian Hamilton with City of Love, and before that, Acosia with Better. Now, I for those of you who haven't tuned in before, if this is your first taste of the Bar Talk experience. You're in for a treat, folks. What we do here is we interview independent artists from Australia and New Zealand, and play. In addition to that, some of the freshest music coming out from indie artists across all genres from all over Australia and New Zealand and occasionally the Pacific Islands. Uh, and we're going to get right into it because it's uh, you came off some really cool pop, stinking good tracks. My God. Uh, but first up, Acosia with Better, as I was just mentioning before. Now, Acosia is a artist from Melbourne. So getting I think it's been a while since we've, you know, come straight off on a artist from our end of the world. But Acosia is from Melbourne, as I was saying. Um, she's formerly, would you believe, an electrical engineer, which makes sense because this song was electric. And uh Better is her fourth single, would you believe? Getting a lot of love over the all over from, you know, different sort of publishers and everyone else here in Australia, and uh, for good reason. It's bloody good. I really, really liked the production on this song. It was very tight. I mean, when you put together that sort of rubbery bass, you know, bass is ace, especially when it's that good, and then you add things like that snappy per- percussion going on, and then you add these sort of multi-track accents at the right moments. So, as this sort of focus to the song that sort of just makes it really, really a pleasure to listen to. So, really good production on this one. Really keen to see what she's got going. Um, hopefully, there'll be some, some uh, you know, maybe EP or something like that coming out. I mean, who knows? Some people just like putting out singles, but can you believe it? You know? Yes, I can. It's good shit. Good stuff, Acosia. Keen to see more. Actually, before I do move on, check out some of her, like, Dresses and designs. I so I don't normally bring this up too much, but the costume she's got going on with her press press picks and just her, you know, her single art and all that. It's got some sort of like fusion thing going on. Some Af- some African, I don't know, just some African fashion sort of you know over the top headgear thing going with like the sparkly. Uh, I can't remember what the word is. Um, like the sparkly bits on it, like a dress made of sparkly bits. <laughs> I've forgotten words already, folks. But you know, go go and have a look at the uh, costumes. They're pretty cool. Uh, moving right along to our second song, um, got a bit of a house vibe, club vibe going to it. Julian Hamilton with "City of Love." Now, 
Julian Hamilton, uh, you may know as one half of the well-known Sydney outfit, The Presets. Uh, and this is his first uh, solo single, which he's sort of written and been producing during COVID. And it's sort of apparently gotten to, you know, focus his palette to more, I guess, well, sort of more stripped back and sort of club orientated, it says, which, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's very clubby, but I loved it. I loved it. It's like, so this almost robotic tone going on there, which, you know what, would actually, <laughs> I was thinking before, it would sit really well, I think, next to um, some Wade Jackson. Remember Wade Jackson? Way back from episode 35. Yeah, I feel like that would, this sort of stuff would suit well with his, you know, with Wade's most recent album, put them on a playlist together. Beautiful stuff. But apart from that, what did I really like about this one? Oh, yeah, I, as I say, love the robotic sort of feel to it. Again, very suited for the club. Um, Great sort of delay, oh, great delay effect on the vocals as well. Sort of just it was subtle enough that it wasn't in your face, but it was it was there enough that it made a real difference. If you get what I mean. But apart from that, I, I feel like this song would be also a really good driving song. Apart from just the club, a good driving song because you can get lost into it. You can sort of not so much ignore it, but you don't have to focus on one particular element of the song very hard. So it makes it very good for sort of having on in the car while you're driving down the highway. You know, perfect for that as a driving playlist. So, maybe you can add it to your old uh, streaming streaming playlists for, for good measure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I want to think that we can talk a bit more, but I feel like I do need to get on to the next couple of tracks because I'm a busy boy. I've got to get through this shit. A couple of awesome, awesome pop tracks. We had so much pop come through in the last few weeks that I was, I was just sorting through. Which it was, a, it's a good change. We haven't had this much quality pop music come through in such a short space of time in a while, and I'm very much thankful for that because it used to be quite a bit more of it come through last year. I don't know what happened; it dropped off. But nonetheless, uh, next is an artist actually that. I'm no stranger to. We we played on the very first episode of of Bar Talk. Uh, Katie Baker, the bloody jewel of the top end, is uh, has come out with a brand new single called Mellow, and, and so the first taste of her third. What's going to be her third album coming out next year? Now she came out with an album last year, and that's when we originally played one of her tracks. Uh, and it was totally different. Sort of had the blue that that sort of stuff had more of like a, a genre bending sort of bluegrass country folk indie you know sort of thing going on. And going by what Mellow has, it's like a full three eighty, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, like R and B pop going on, and it's good. It's good. She really is the jack of all trades, or should I say, the Jacqueline of all trades. Actually, if Katie, well, being Katie being an all rounder as she is, you know, and going, you know, using her name as, as a terrible pun, so excuse me for this, Katie. I, f- I feel like if she's a baker, she's like one of those bakers that just does everything, you know, she, she bakes the bread, she cooks the sweets, you know, bakes, makes a delicious pie, delicious meat pie, which is what you want, you know, can, and even, you know, has a coffee machine so she can go there and baristi a uh, nice, you know, flat white, mix you up a good milkshake maybe, and you never forget, as I said, make you a good barn me. 
Now, for those of you wondering why I've added Barn Me to that is because there is a really good bakery next to near near us, which is run by this lovely, lovely Vietnamese lady that makes a, mm, a, a quite a good quality pork roll. Can't get around a cold pork, you know, cold pork Vietnamese roll with a little bit of coriander and a bit of, um, you know, bit of stewed or whatever you want to call it, carrot. And a couple of other things as well. Plenty of chili. Don't forget the chili. But yes, I, I feel like I'm, I'm going off track here, but I feel like Katie's the all-rounder when it comes to bakers. You can do everything, you know, do all these kinds of genres. You know, go from this sort of, you know, project which is mainly focused on, you know, those sort of indie folk vibes to this sort of full-on R&B pop. And phew, telling you, <clears throat> what even is that main synth sound that's going on? Uh, you'll hear this when, when you play it. It's just... It's funny because, you know, if you isolated it, it would sound so bizarre and jilted. But here, it just it definitely works because it keeps pace with her vocal style. And at the end, there's like this atonal synth solo that because they've used these weird sounds, it fits right in. And, uh, you know, kudos to the production done by Paper Toy and our boy Kia James. Who is no stranger to deal? Who, who is no stranger to uh, producing artists from that part of the world? Um, wink, wink, Stevie Jean. Um, but yeah, it's they've got such a great community up there in the Northern Territory, and it's good to see that collaboration continuing for Katie's career. Uh, right after that, though, you're going to hear another awesome little pop track: Ella Teresa's song "Confusion." Now, Ella Therese is uh, an artist from WA. And uh, this is her sophomore single. Now, what did I like about this one, you ask? Well, I thought it had such a good classic pop sound, you know. And, and to be fair, she does have the voice for it. And you'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean. or You'll hear what I mean shortly. Um, you'll notice, too, that this is how you properly incorporate an electric guitar into a pop song to fill out the backing track. Add a bit of, you know, oomph. To the you know that that the audio production side of things, but you know it was just it's just a good you know classic pop song has to have a good melody and it certainly it certainly you know kicks that goal. But I don't know what it was. It sounded like there's like a vocoder or something going on with the multi tracking there. Loved it, loved it to Ella. Good choices here. Uh, she apparently had a, a single launch back on September 5th in Fremantle with a couple of names we know, Sibon Cochin and our boy Indoor Fins. So, yeah, good good company there. Good company. You're fitting right into the local scene, I see. So, you know, Ella, good stuff. Good stuff. Actually, speaking of, I forgot to mention before, um, Katie, Katie Baker is actually going to be doing a little tour with Jessica Malboy, of all people, next year. So, uh, if you want to go and see that show, get fucking vaxxed, you know. Roll up your arms, guys. Get pricked for the nation and for the music scene, and for Katie, and, and for me as well. I'll, 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 I'll give you. I'll blow you a kiss. I'll, I'll send you a, a video, video recorded me blowing a kiss if you get vaxxed, just for you. But yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, March and April next year is when Katie will be touring all over the country. Fingers crossed. But yes, I don't think we should take up any more of your time, folks. These are two brilliant songs coming up. It's Katie Baker with Mellow, and after that, Ella Therese with Confusion, right here on Bar Talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. I got a lot of 
It's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. Left and right I'm confused by my decisions in life Moving forward then back I'm not down with that Some myself before I'm wrapped up in every 
with Confusion, which is certainly not a confusing song. And before that, it was Katie Baker with Mellow. Again, not a Mellow song. What are these with these, like, you know, inconsistent names, guys? Come on. <laughs> no, these, those, great, great stuff, guys. Great stuff. Um, I am not, I'm going to get straight into it because uh, I'm very excited because a few, uh, the other day I had a good old chat to Kiwi artist Kendall Elise who came out with a brilliant album the other week called Let the Night In. And uh, we have had a good old chat the other day going into how the album's made. You're going to really appreciate, I think, uh, how much effort we took to really explain the process you know, that goes on behind the scenes because there's a lot that goes on to making an album. I know myself, uh, everybody that listens here that does music will know exactly what I mean. And uh, it's good to hear that, that process being sort of – you know, explained because everyone's ex- everyone's experience is different with that. But yes, uh, we're going to hear that interview really soon, and actually, we're going to play right before we do start the interview uh, one of Kendall's one of Kendall's songs off the album, which is called uh, "Something's Got to Give." Great track, you're going to love it. Uh, but before that, before that, uh, we have a song that was sent in by the artist themselves, and uh, this is a good reminder that if you are an Aussie Kiwi. Or Pacific Islander independent artist, and you've got original music coming out. Make sure you send it to us, because we, you know, how are we going to know that you're putting out music if you don't fucking send it to us? So bloody send it to amrairplayatmail.com. That's right, amrairplayatmail.com, and uh, be like our next artist, uh, Leslie D King and the Trembling Shakes. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty of a mouthful, isn't it, guys? I digress. Being like Leslie, and, and make sure you give us a press release with it. Make sure you give us some sort of photos, you know, the download to the song and, you know, all that other good stuff. We want to read and see the nitty gritty. We don't just want, <laughs> we just don't want a, an MP3 copy of your song like, hey, here's my music, guys. You know, tell us where you're from. And, and Leslie has very fortunately told us in quite explicit detail where he's from. He's from a little town called Cobden, which is just a, a tiny, tiny little locality not far from Melbourne. But, but nevertheless, he is now based in Melbourne and has formed a uh, band with members from all over the globe, uh, seven members in total to be precise. And hence, the uh, it's quite a lot of shakes, if you don't mind me asking. But yes, the, tre- but the Trembling Shakes are a seven-piece 
like describe themselves as rock and soul. And I think that's a very, very appropriate description. Um, they've just come out with their EP. So go and give that a listen when you get a chance. But uh, this song, Pushing On Through, was one of their previous singles, which is also on the EP. Now, this one was, yeah, was just a lot of fun. <laughs> it was all fun. Um, I, I swear these guys are just putting on the full 70s imitation worship, you know, that, that heavy dose of Heartland Rock. Um, you know, it's got the horn section. It's got the backing vo- vocals to, bu- to boot. It's just beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> I, I mean, when I was trying, when I was listening to it too, I was just getting elements from all different sort of artists and everything from Bruce Springsteen to Kings of Leon, even like a little bit more of the the soulful, you know, side of Powderfinger, which is a weird comparison to make. But I was get, kind of getting it. But I, I really, it's. I mean, you don't really have to focus on where the where the influences are. You have to just enjoy this song. You're gonna really like it. Uh, so, I guess, without further ado, we better play them. It's uh, Leslie D. King and the Trembling Shakes with Pushin' on through. That's Pushin' with an I-N apostrophe. No G's here. Oh, no. And then after that, Kendall Elise with Something's Gotta Give. And then after that, the Kendall Elise interview. We'll be back soon, guys. Don't you go anywhere.
I'm Kendall Elise and you're listening to AMR.
Welcome, welcome back, folks. It's an absolute pleasure having that song played. It's uh, oh, it's it's a beauty incarnate. Just the harmonies, the slow tempo. Then this is tango season, folks. You know what they say? September is tango season. Season, uh, you know, it's open season, and uh, you know when when your boy gets up to dance, something's got to give. Would you believe? that that song is titled the exact same name, Something's Gotta Give, by the absolutely gorgeous and phenomenal talent, Kendall Elise, calling all the way across the Tasman from a apparently very sunny Auckland. So, Kendall, welcome to Bar Talk. Welcome to the show. How are you going this afternoon? Thank you. Um, what an intro. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, like you say, it's a sunny afternoon in Auckland, um, suburban Auckland, where everyone... Every man and his dog actually are operating outdoor power tools. You were telling me that before. Yeah, the lone mowers are in full force. It's like the, this springtime fever. The spring cleaning's really, you know, it got, it's really a fever. It must be in the pollen, I'd say. <laughs> do you reckon what kind of, what kind of um, floralage and, you know, fernage and flora do you normally see around this time of year in Auckland? Um, there are a lot of um, citrus trees. Um, I think a lot of the spring flowers are blooming. So when I go on my nightly lockdown walks, I get to smell the the daffodils and the freesias. Um, so it's pretty nice, actually. Um, mm. It's not a it's not a bad time of year. It does give you that kind of that sense of um, uh, almost like relief and, and hope that you've got summer coming. Yeah, no, it actually sounds um, pretty good. So it's yeah. good to it's good to see you still. It's because you guys are in lockdown at the moment. It's good to see you're still getting that, you know, that that, that self care. That's yes, in, that's yeah, very important. Uh, some people seem to forget right now, and it's like you just. I feel like slapping some sense, but I feel like that's not very healthy for them to get some self care. <laughs> yeah, sometimes in. we don't. Yeah, we don't always do what's healthy for us, though, do we? Uh, well, that's that's the curse of the human spirit, Kendall. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. What What isn't the curse is your new album, which is. Lovingly titled "Let the Night In," and I think that's oh, I could have segued that way better. So, oh, so speaking of nighttime walks, where you you know let the night in. Oh, would you know that's the name of Kendall Elise's new album, her sophomore album. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty smooth, don't you reckon? That was pretty smooth. Oh, uh, uh, awesome. um, but no, let the Actually, night in. Was- yeah, sorry, you, you go. Oh, no, no, you continue. I was just saying it's your sophomore album, um, which I must say you must be pretty proud of. It's a very nice yes, album. for sure. Thank you. I mean, what does it feel like with the fact that you've released it now, but as I'm sure when you were making it, didn't think that you'd be in lockdown for it. What's it like having to wake up in the morning and go, I've got an album out, but I can't tour for it? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, you always kind of have in the back of your mind with, with everything that's going on, you always do sort of anticipate that, that it could be a possibility, but you, I guess I always sort of thought in my head, I just wouldn't cross it. I wouldn't worry about it until the date comes and then see how I deal with it. Um, so it did take a couple of weeks to, to get my head around it, but, um, I've been really, really grateful that all of the promotion mm. I can do has been has been able to be moved to online, which has been yeah, it's been it's kept me so busy, and it's 
it's just helped me feel more connected and like I've been able to actually share share the album with people like I would um well maybe not like I would <laughs> during a show but yeah in another way yeah. I was gonna say it's that marvelous so, marvelous thing you know this is the online thing. People complaining about our situation at the moment. I, I, what I really feel for is the people living 100 years ago during the Spanish flu that would have had to have quarantined, you know, yep. or back in the days even going back further. So, quarantine, did you know, is actually a derivative of an Italian word meaning 40 days. I don't know if you knew this, but it was, it was to do with the 40 days I had to quarantine on the boats to not let the Black Plague in. So imagine, see, yeah. imagine being some poor Italian sailor, forty days having to isolate for forty days on a ship, no internet, no TV, even Kendall. Nope. Would you believe? But it is it is amazing that you can no tie the you know, this beautiful thing called online promotion, and you can still do it and thrive during lockdown. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's amazing, and not only that, but it help, it connects you to people all around the world. <laughs> I was going to ask. Um, it's amazing. Have you had any had any random listeners from parts of the world maybe you hadn't considered had been listening to your music? Yeah, so I um, I've been um, I've been playlisted on a um, I don't actually know how to say the name of I should have researched how to say the name of this uh, <laughs> streaming platform. It's it's like Kobuz uh, Kobuz Q U O B U Z and they're they're a str- and I think they're from France and. I'm just absolutely shocked that I've been playlisted as number one on their on their country playlist for right for the, for um you've got to be a little mad and so so I just find it really odd and and awesome that someone from across the world has picked it up and really enjoyed it and wanted to share it with everyone. So is this some weird French streaming site that you can only get over there? No, no, it's it's international, but um they play high res music, so they they upload everything uh, in high resolution. Yeah. So for the true. Audio files out there. Audio files. So you've yeah. got one French audio file. Um, <laughs> it sounds a lot worse than it actually is, but that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah as a as a because I'm relatively new to the scene, so uh, small things like that are just pretty mind blowing to me. With that, well, what, what's it like then? Because I mean, you've had this is as we mentioned before, you've put out an album before. But you still consider yeah. yourself pretty new to the scene. I mean, wh- what are you comparing yourself to when you say that? Then, Uh well, actually, um, I don't know. I just <laughs> perhaps, perhaps it's a little bit of imposter syndrome. You know, you never quite you never quite think that you're where you. Well, I don't even know where I am in the, in the spectrum. <laughs> Have you just said that so Maybe many times? Maybe it's just times? A, a little bit of modesty. Have you just yeah. said that so many times, Kendall? That you're like, yeah, I'm still new to this. I'm still new, new to this. You're going to be on your tenth album. You go, yeah, I'm still new to this. <laughs> You know. I, I guess what I'm thinking as well is that I've got quite a few more albums in me. Okay. And um yeah, so there's there's so many places I can go and so many things I can do and yeah. So Ooh, we've got a fire alarm going off. Oh it's I not know. here. Did it's, one of the lawnmowers did one of the lawnmowers set them off? <laughs> Electric one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even hear it. So the mar- the wonders of oh. wonders of the modern phone technology, Kendall. Can't even, oh, that's I, can't great. even I can't hear the lawnmowers, can't hear the fire alarms. I can't hear the uh, wow. can't hear the flowers blooming. I can't hear anything. <laughs> the beautiful ambience. It's not, I'm not even there. <laughs> no, but but I mean, it's it's so it's more of a case then of you having an idea of where you are with your career rather than actually where it is. It's like you have a lot more, as you're saying, to give as far as music's concerned. So that in your mind puts you at the earlier part of your 
of your music journey by the sounds of it. Yeah, for sure. So I guess in, in that way, I would say I'm only really comparing myself to myself, aren't I? Because mm. I'd be lo- I'm looking at my past achievements and I'm just continuously trying to build on those. And have there been any achievements that you've aimed to reach with this new album that you have or are you still working at it? Uh, yes. So for this last record, I was the sole producer. Mm. So that was something that I've really wanted to start um, start getting into and learning about and and being basically. So um, it and also one of the um, silver linings that have come out of a lockdown is that I got to have some time at home learning how to use Pro Tools and doing some of my own home recording and stuff. So. Yeah, so those kind of things. Like, I, I, my goals are always to just grow and learn and 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 better what I've done in the past. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's really happened um, with this record. So you have really, indeed, used your time well. Unlike the majority of us simple folk, you know, wasting our time <laughs> streaming the same series over and over again. You've you've actually gone and learned a skill, which I think is phenomenal. And you've actually done some good with it. You know, you've, you've put it to use. Yeah, that's that's a cool way of looking at it. Um, I, I also actually, I work full time and I work from home. As, and so I have had to juggle that at the same time. How's that like then, realising that you're both your workspace and, your, you know, your day job space and your, and your, you know, your producing space are in the same space. Yeah. Your sleeping space yeah. is in the same space too. Like. How do you yeah, how do you like to divide things up? What sort of keeps your mind active um, through the fact that you're not really changing your location? Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Definitely outdoor time, just when it's sunny, making the opportunity to go outside and just sit in the sun for a little bit. Yeah, um, going going for walks and stuff, and um, yeah, and and I do really feel for my partner as well. Who you know, I t- I've taken over half the bedroom with my desk and. And computer, and I've got like a cupboard where I store all my stock, <laughs> like my vinyl, and yeah, yeah. So it's it feels less like his bedroom and more like my office. So, um, so yeah, so it can be a bit hard, and and it's hard to hard to manage, I think. But yeah, just outside time, that's all we can do, really. So, what what room have you given him in return? The the laundry or something like that? He said, "Here you go. <laughs> you put whatever you want in the washing machine." He gets the rest of the house. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. So, with this one, so was it an aim from yours from the get-go to have the album self-produced, was it? Or was it? did it end up just being a, a happy accident along the way? It was a happy accident. It was um, – mm. I, did, I did approach a couple of people about um, potentially jumping on board to helping, help produce, um, but in the end – um, well, I actually I got in touch with um, with Beck Ronga, yeah. and she I asked her if she would be interested in producing, and she she did say that she would love to, and so she came over to a um, a session where uh, when the band were all over, and and we played her some of the songs, and then I sat down and chat with her afterwards, and just about what my plans were and what I thought um, I wanted the songs to sound like, and after that chat, she actually said that she thought that I could produce the record on my own mm. because I had s- such a strong idea of what I wanted things to sound like and, and, and a, a strong plan and everything. So and we decided that instead of her jumping on board and like producing the whole album, 
that she would help me and help empower me to to do it on my own so that was really awesome it's just like actually that's once again it's one of those sort of really mind-blowing crazy moments in your career when you're just like sitting face to face with someone who you've well I've listened to to her since I was oh since I was like I don't I don't know 10 no 11 yeah I don't know yeah when was her I can't even remember the dates of her release so I'm trying to match up my my age (laughs) um it's all blur it's all good yeah but um like I used to I used to learn and sing her songs in school assemblies and then here I am sitting face to face with her I did say that to her I said this is like actually such a crazy feeling and I was like it's really buzzy and then she looked at me and she goes am I buzzing you out oh no <laughs> she turned up it's so funny she turned up the turned up the uh the charm yeah. obviously charisma it was awesome it was hilarious yeah it's so funny so with that, so I guess that sort of provided you with, because I'm not, so who did you say this artist was? Because I don't think they're overly familiar. I don't think people would be overly familiar with them outside of New Zealand. No, no. So, so yeah, sorry, Hugo. <laughs> sorry. So um, she's uh, one of New Zealand's like most highly um, awarded mm. musicians. Um she released an album when she was really young and um, yep. her, her song Sway is quite a familiar one mm. that got um, that got played all around the world and she had some some major syncs as well um, on like American Pie, the movie, and um, she's worked with like Dave Dobbin and Neil Finn. Mm. Mm. Is, if Neil Finn would be quite a familiar name, I'm sure, around the world. Oh, I don't know. Um, it rings a couple of bells. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, obviously she's yeah. very much an industry industry musician over there. You're very very much well connected yeah. and um Yeah, and that. she's she's also one like um best producer for albums mm. that she's done mm. as well and yeah. So, so to get she, then yeah, I was going to say to get somebody who is obviously not only a, a very accomplished singer-songwriter but also an accomplished producer yes. to say that must have been a really good confidence booster. Yeah, it really was. It just definitely helped me feel like I was on the right path. For sure. And yeah. how, I mean, well, actually, let's go back to that sort of starting point of the album. You were telling me before that the song we played um, just before, Something's Got to Give, was the starting point of writing that album. So, did that come before or after you had decided you were going to self-produce it? Oh, that was before. So, that song, Something's Got to Give, um, that was actually written during the, a songwriting workshop with Beck, where I met her for the, for the first time. Okay. So, yeah. So... We had, I got uh, approved, I got accepted into the applications for this workshop. Yeah. And they asked us to come with a half written song. And so that was the song I took. And um, yeah, so I didn't even really get any one on one time with her during the workshop, just like a, a, about half an hour or so. And at the end, I gave her a copy of my last record, just mm-hmm. thinking, oh, what have I got to lose? Yeah. So then, sh- then she gave me a message like a couple of months later and she said that she'd listened to it and she thought it was awesome. And, you know the songs she picked out a couple of songs that she really liked and i was just like well that's pretty cool (laughs) um (laughs) yeah yeah so um yeah so pretty pretty awesome but um it wasn't until a bit later on once i had Mm. quite a few of the songs ready and and i was close to the recording um or closer to the recording booking that um yeah we had kind of talked about that production yeah and I mean, how was it then having to adjust to doing it all yourself? Was it quite the learning curve in terms of getting used to your own workflow, or were you very comfortable in your own skin even before you started it? Uh, I guess it's all just sort of part of the process. Um, mm. 
Yeah, it's a bit hard to know because I, I guess there's a, a really there's a, a lot of process that I go through because as being being the songwriter and um, teaching the songs to the band as well. Um, well, it's, I suppose it wasn't too much different from the last two recordings as well because I did help co-produce those. Yeah. So I did kind of follow a lot of that same um, process, but in this recording I guess the learning came from not having that second ear in the studio because that was the hardest that was I was this, this, the main person that was going to make all the decisions so I had to either be sure about what my decision was or I had to quickly um, chat to other people and then get their opinions and then make sure that I'm you know quickly made another decision if I wanted to change something or whatever because yeah it was it was all my responsibility. So was that mainly because you'd always um been a bit more submissive in terms of what creative decisions would be made you're always like needing someone to bounce off or is it just a case of that sometimes you just really don't know and you need that second voice it's definitely the latter because I feel like I've got quite yeah I'm quite uh protective of my my music I think (laughs) and And my creative decisions yeah so and, and so you think it just needs that extra person to sort of push you to actually Go, oh, this is fine, you know, you know, do this, it'll it'll sound great, sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it definitely helped that I had a really experienced engineer who was really awesome with um with how to like knowing how to achieve certain sounds and things that I wanted. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't all a solo yeah. project. Okay. See people go, it's all self produced. No, no, no. I, it's I, like, I, no, people think, Oh, she was hitting the buttons herself. No, she had someone to do that. It's all good. <laughs> No, no, sorry. I did kind of lead you astray there by talking about the home recording, but well, that was all that was all post post studio. Yeah. I, I did record at Roundhead, which is once again Neil Finn's studio. <laughs> Not to brag. <laughs> no. Well Roundhead is is pretty awesome. Yeah. Hey, why wouldn't I brag? No, no, exactly. Um you're just name dropping all the way. But with that, so well, what's your what's your engineers? Oh, well, I was going to say, what's your speaking of name dropping? Who's your engineer, and what why, what made him so what made him so good? Because you you know you got to give him a bit of love. Paddy Hill, yeah, what? yeah, he's he's awesome. He's he's been uh, at Roundhead for quite a few years, and he helped me with my last record too. So, um, so I'm sure um, he knows his way no- around the dials then. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah, so it was a no brainer um, having him involved in this yeah. project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it like then? So. With that, then what particularly do you do you like? Did you like about the way that is he worked behind the desk? Um, what what were did you what about his style? Did you really appreciate? Um, I appreciated that that he had a really um, a really good ability to just stay sort of calm and and <laughs> and relaxed. Well, I, it, it is like it's a stressful a situation. Sounds Kendall. <laughs> like, oh hey, there was any glass like I said, involved? Was there? Oh, no. No, not at all. Okay. I'm guessing they would have kicked you out (laughs) if that happened. Well, hey, I'm sure they have meltdowns all the time. Yeah. That's why studios um, have padded walls. True story. It's not because of It's not to absorb the sound, (laughs) folks. Not to buffer sound. No. uh, uh, Yeah, but but like I said, as as a sole producer, it was hard because I didn't have that second ear or that second opinion. Mm. Um, So... Yeah, there were a few stressful moments where um, where I did get a little bit overwhelmed. But um, like I said, Patty, he was calm and he he, he really understood. And yeah, yeah so he, he helped um, just keep everything going. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Engineers, awesome. engineers yeah. do need a good shout out because they don't get, the producers get all the love, I feel like. 
Oh, totally. And, you know, he's the one that has the expertise. Yeah, he knows which microphones to use. He knows exactly where to put them. He knows what sound, what effects to add. Um, You know, it's just, yeah. And, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Important. Paddy, Paddy's the man. Yeah. <laughs> so you're putting the album together. You're getting these songs. There's the occasional meltdown, whinging, whine. You know, <laughs> mute buttons were pressed. Padded walls were were hit. Um, I hope no expensive equipment was broken within this process, Kendall. But we won't. Not go a, there. not intentionally. Well, not for legal purposes, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but no. It, it's, so I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good that you had that passion. You know, it's, it means that it means there was a real passion there that you wanted this this record to come out just right. Yeah, yeah. So you get it, you finish it, you're done. Bang. Well, what happens now? Like you look at it and you go, right. What was your reaction listening back to it after you know having it all done? Uh, well, it was definitely not finished at that point. So I, I would listen to it and be like, okay, this still needs this, this, and this, and this. So that's where the learning of the Pro Tools came in and doing some recording at home. Um, so I spent quite a few hours just at home listening over and over to the mixes. Um, mm. Well, because actually after the studio, I did go to um, the, the person that mixed my last record too, Scott Seabright, and he – um, he did the mixing, so again, mix is very mixes important, back from folks. Him. Very important, folks. Oh, yes. completely. <laughs> I feel like mix people. People who can mix music are like magicians. It's just yeah, it's so crazy what you can achieve. But yes, so you, so, you yeah. took it to your you took it to your old old trusty steed, the mixer. Yes, and uh, sure. what did what did you tell him? You know, were there any tears involved? It's like I can't get this right. I've been learning Pro Tools <laughs> for for two hours and I can't get it perfect. Um, or was it, you know, was it a case of like, I was like, please, please, I've had enough. Just deal with it. <laughs> Make this good. Uh, <laughs> Just well, I yeah, in the, no, I, I and in the wad of notes is like, here's the extra bonus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't like that. It was like um, I, I knew I was going to send it to him because I really like the way his, yeah. his mixing style. He's got like quite a, he makes everything sound quite lush and full. So um, I did give him the, the mixes pretty much straight away and, and asked him to do um, a first mix. And then he sent me the fe- the first mix. And then I kind of went from there with feedback and whatnot. Um, yeah. And there were a couple of things that I chopped and changed and um like I ended up re-recording a few of the vocal tracks because I just felt that the the performances that I gave in the studio weren't um, they weren't good enough just because I guess I was under a lot of pressure and mm. um, I was more I was more worried about trying to get everyone else to sound good and yeah so um, yeah so he is awesome like he could just he made even some of my home recordings where I don't have the quality equipment like Roundhead he still made them sound amazing so right yeah. So, percentage-wise, what uh, – by the way, actually, too, when you mentioned Lush, actually, that's, I was thinking of descriptive words for how the album sounds, and actually Lush is probably a good good example, especially on songs like I Want. Cool. You got There's a bit more swell to them. You know, there's a few few of those songs yeah. where there's like that quiet swell. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I think, an appropriate description, I think, for the album. But cool. nonetheless, you were saying – so, some of it was – so, a lot of it was at the studio. Some of it was at home. What percentage of the – the record, do you reckon, you know, components-wise ended up actually being some of that stuff you did at home? Uh, it would be a small percentage because they're just more mm. like accented elements like tambourine ah. um, and vocal tracks and backing vocals. So there was only probably about two of the tracks where I replaced the main vocal 
And then I, I recorded all the backing vocals and the percussion at home, or most of the percussion. So probably it's, it's only like 2%. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's. Well, maybe I'm down downplaying the importance of the <laughs> of the vocals and the percussion, but yeah, who knows? Uh, so, I mean, how many times do you reckon you went back and forth getting getting these um these drafts draft mixes done before you were finally set on the final product? I think some of the mix numbers went up to about mix seven for some tracks. Yeah. So that's yeah. So, but that wasn't for all of them. Some of them, like the um, like the solo acoustic ones, mm. those ones were yeah. I knew exactly how those would sound with with Scott's mixing. So um, they were pretty much done from mix one. Yeah. So it depends really on which track. Yeah, yeah. But some of them, it sounds like there was a bit of nitpicking involved. Really wanting to get everything just just right by the sounds of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So now that it's out, you're obviously pretty happy. It's like, well, that's it. You know, you're not going to be going back to do any more, <laughs> any more different takes. I guess it is what it is. Um, yes, yeah. What, then you kind of have to accept that as a snapshot yeah. and move on from it. Yeah. What's it? Well, what was it like now? It was. It's been what a week now since you've released it. How did it feel on? How did it yes. feel on release day? I felt a huge sense of relief. Mm. It was. Yeah. It was, there's been so much build up and work put into the release and it's just it felt good to be able to actually sit down and be like oh I don't have to (laughs) upload anything online today I don't have to um check that I've got this and that and this and that and yeah it was just yeah it felt really nice and actually to to know that people could listen to it as well um yeah it just felt really good (laughs) yeah I'm sure I'm sure it did it's a big big weight off your shoulders to finally not have to worry about it you know, it's done. Yeah. It's dusted. And now it's pretty much just up to, yeah, it's up to whatever happens now. I just can't, I can't really control that. But Have you seen any mm. interesting comments that people have drawn in regards to the album itself since it's released or have all the, uh, all the reviews been pretty standard? Uh, there was a review from New Zealand Musician. Yeah. Um, that I I quite enjoyed that and it felt like I was seen because there were so many of the references that I had in my head when I was creating the tracks and doing the production that that um, that reviewer picked up on which was really cool I was like oh <laughs> I can't believe I managed to communicate that in, in a way so people would actually uh, pick up on it so that was pretty cool yeah um like That's the Fleetwood Mac style drums on you've got to be a little mad or mm. um uh, just like the '60s folk references in a kingdom, um, yeah, and obviously a lot of the country influence. So that was pretty cool. So it means that then you're obviously wearing a few of these influences on your sleeve to a, a certain extent mm. to get this sort of consistent comparison that you actually had in mind anyway. And I mean, was there anything yeah, particular? I so. Yeah, when you were actually writing the songs, though, was there much in the way of particular artists that you were listening to? Or was it really just stuff that you've um, always been interested in? Uh, yeah, what was I? I tend to have phases of who I'm listening to. So who was mm. I listening to when I was writing it? Uh, a lot of Elliot Smith. I think I was feeling a bit down too about yeah. the world. So <laughs> oh, Elliot Smith helped. If you're listening to Elliot Smith, me feel Smith, more yes. down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually really love Eels as well. And I was listening to all the crazy sounds mm. and instruments and stuff that, um, that he puts into his music. So that... Yeah, um, Joni Mitchell. She's always been a big, a big, big influence. So I don't know if I overtly or intentionally put them in as references, but it's kind of like, yeah, just sort of 
Mm. It comes through, yeah. And now, because you were mentioning before too um, that you were actually really proud. So, this is before we were chatting too. You were proud, very proud of the artwork and that. And you said that there was a, quite a bit going on with it. So, I, I was actually wanting to know what, what's the story behind the artwork. So, um, I've been working to make music videos with uh, a director called Amber Beaton. And she made some pretty cool videos for me. And I chat to her about how I wasn't sure what to do for the artwork. And she recommended her friend from San Francisco. Her name's Kristen Kofer, and she's a photographer. And um, she's done photography and album art for, like, Evanescence. Um, and, yeah, works with a lot of uh, musicians. And so she was offering virtual photo shoots. Mm. So I got in touch with her and arranged one and we did one over Zoom and she does some really amazing things with um, uh, with like at her end, what she'd do is she'd project my image onto a wall and then use um, different gels and crystals and things to kind of refract the light and then um, she'll also put um, like a put a monitor facing upright on a, on a table and then use like a clear glass container with water and dyes and and um she'll place like ornaments and flowers and stuff over top of it so um yeah so i was just super stoked with the images that came out of it um and she is also a designer as well so she was able to design the whole uh, record sleeve as well and yeah mm. so mm. i just so that's also the wonders of um technology at the moment where you can connect with other people from around the world yeah so i mean when you say a virtual yeah. photo shoot how does that actually operate well, you basically, I just sat in front of uh, my computer <laughs> with a black sheet behind me and we had a Zoom meeting. Right. And did you have to take the photos or yeah. did you have someone on your end taking the photos? No, no, she takes them at her end. Right. So, you, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, it's very bold to use the uh, <laughs> to use the quality of, like I was going to say, you'd have to use some, yes. you have to, yeah. That's not something I would have thought Well, like a computer of. screen. Yeah, like, and if you're using a computer screen, sometimes you have, um, and you take a photo of it. Sometimes you have that um, uh, those streaks that come come through from the right. from the. I don't know if it's from the LED. Mm. I don't know, but yeah, so that can kind of make it look a little lower quality. But no, she's she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's her. To, that's to be able to make art from it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, you, you keep going. Yeah. To be able to make art from like a like a computer image on so, a screen. That's, so yeah. Is this her bread and butter? Is it? This is what she normally does. She does a lot of these virtual shoots, does she? No, I think it was just a way that she had come up with to connect with people because they were over in, mm. in lockdown too. Yeah, so um, she and I think she was just sort of offering it during that time. Um, she's usually uh, obviously like going on in person to, to photograph people. Yeah, yeah, doing the mm. doing the old fa- doing it the old fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <The> analog photographer. <laughs> So nineteen ninety eight. Totally. <laughs> Get it with the times. It's all it's all LEDs and, and you know and webcams now. Yeah, that's the one. Exactly. But no, yeah. that is it is honestly a, a pretty cool way to go about things. Uh, an interesting concept that you wouldn't have thought about, I guess, before you Yeah, kinda- and no, exactly. And I felt like the the images really were a reflection of the, the fact that this was a, a lockdown written album. So mm. why not have a, a lockdown styled cover as well? I'm, I'm actually kind of curious because we're only really now getting to the, the point where COVID sort of starting to affect the themes of what music is coming out because now is when we're yeah. really starting to see yeah. those songs get released. How, how do you think 
the whole pandemic has affected what themes you were chatting about in the album? Yeah. Um, well, the title track "Let the Night In" that was kind of it's just it was just about kind of the the feeling that I had initially. It was about the feeling that I had when I stood outside on the road because I'm in quite a busy area of Auckland. It's not far from the city, from the yeah. main centre. Yeah. So when I stood out on the road, everything was just dead quiet, and it was almost like a little bit unsettling because it you know it, it just felt like uh, we were all in this time of uncertainty, and then suddenly everything goes dead silent and it's just it was almost like that that moment where you're like where's the noise <laughs> like what's going on so where the lawnmowers <laughs> yeah we're, yeah we're, yeah Fire exactly. alarms. <laughs> yeah or even just the distant hum of traffic that i usually hear so it was mm. like yeah so that's kind of what let the night in initially meant it was like it's okay you know just just let the night in we're all good we're just having to pause for a moment and breathe and yeah and let things happen. Yeah. So I guess something's got to give as well. That one was talking about mm. um, just how we all needed to stop and take a step back. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. So do you think that that theme has largely carried throughout the songs on the record? Like, is that what you've tried to tie all of the songs together with? Not necessarily, no. I think, though, there are all... Um, they're all kind of interlinked because they're all moments of like realization. Mm. Is that yeah. more what you? Oh, okay, so is that more where it is? So these each song is sort of a, a point where you've sort of come almost to this sort of mini eureka moment. Exactly. Yeah. It's a sort of a realization exactly. of something, whether it be about yeah, you know, your existence in this time, or you know, I, yep. I, I, I don't know. Like I'm not the songwriter here. Kendall, give me some, <laughs> give me <laughs> something to work with. <laughs> Totally, totally. So, yeah, so like um, just realizations about um, dealing with grief um, and loss, um, uh, acceptance of like maybe a part of yourself that you might not have been, um, that you you might have been a little bit ashamed of. um, Yeah. And yeah, and and your identity. um, What else? Um, Just realizing that, you know, we've got a little bit of a responsibility to, do what we can to, I don't know, to lift people up who might not have as much privilege as us. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, just a whole bunch of things that have kind of resonated with me. Um, and I tend to write from um, emotions. So they're all definitely quite emotional realizations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as, as a lot yeah. of songwriters are, Kendall. That's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, make it, don't paint this as a picture of I'm the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only <laughs> emotional songwriter here. <laughs> oh no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, and, and it's good to see that there uh, was there was a bit of a, a carrying sort of idea throughout the whole project that you've sort of tried to yeah. emulate, which is really good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, as um, well, I, as we were talking about a little bit before, I believe um, I can't. I think it was yeah, it was before we um. <laughs> We started the interview. Yeah. You're talking about how you're going to go on this big old tour, uh, and that last yeah. night, as of recording, was supposed to be the kickoff. Well, firstly, how did mm-hmm. that go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it was amazing. We oh. had so many people attend, and just oh, there was encores. There was yeah, no, uh, no. Um, but it was. It's a bummer. Yeah. Firstly, that oh. you can't when you were probably had all these yes. when you had all these plans together, but. Um, well, firstly, is there plans to reschedule your tour once everything opens yes, up? Yes, definitely. 
Fantastic. Yeah, so we've begun rebooking the dates and it's probably, it's looking like it might not be more of a cohesive tour. There might have to be a few things pushed to next year just because everyone's in the same boat. So mm. there's going to be a limited number of places I can reschedule to. So um, we've got a, yeah, we're going to book the Auckland show for November and then um, one of the other shows that's been booked for February next year. So I'll just sort of keep chipping away and finding these new dates. And yeah, I definitely intend to connect with people on the ground level. Yeah. I'd go stir crazy if I couldn't. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have you done much in terms of um, doing any live streams whilst you haven't been able to no, get not out? So, yeah, not so much of this lockdown, but I did do one on um, uh, last weekend uh, in collaboration with the record store, flying out they allowed me to take over their page and and we did just a quick half hour uh set my partner and i because he's my drummer as well oh well that's so, just convenient isn't it <laughs> just convenient I, so i did have two-fifths of the band <laughs> uh, yeah so that was pretty fun actually it was a really nice way to just have have something tangible to to be celebrating yeah um with people and and to share and well yeah so so yes, I probably I don't really have much more planned in the way of live streams, but yeah. So we'll see yeah. how this kind of pans out as well. So with the normal, mm. I'm assuming you were the plan was to have all your band together for all your shows. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Were they also the ones that played on the record too? Yep, they yeah. all are. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, when I was going to say for those of us who aren't engrossed in the uh, Kendall Elise fan <laughs> fan lore or whatever it is, what's the the regular band setup? At one of your shows, so we've got my partner on drums, <laughs> that guy, and um, I've got also uh, electric guitar, hmm. um, John Segovia, and he he plays some steel guitar as well in there, and oh, um, um, bass slide uh, the lap steel. You mean? Oh, yep, it is the lap steel, but very nice. Oh, he would um he would get upset if you called it slide guitar because it's it's a steel guitar. Oh. <laughs> Terminology is so, important. I, I, I know, He's, slip of the tongue. I know. <laughs> no, it's all good. He, he, he told me off the first time I did that, so I made sure never to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, so, um, yeah, and I've got um, Rob Scott on bass and yep. also another guitarist as well um, who plays some acoustic and electric guitar and, and sings along and mm. Kevin Place. Yeah. So yeah, so that's our standard setup. Yeah. And are you just are you also playing as well, playing guitar as well, or? Yeah, so yeah. I play guitar too. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic! It makes a, mm. it would be a lovely. I imagine quite a lovely little sound you guys get between your non-slide oh, lap steel and. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I know. I'm so so. I think that they sound awesome, and I'm really I'm so lucky to have such a an awesome bunch of people, and they're so dedicated as well. Like. Just super reliable and enthusiastic and, um, yeah, I couldn't ask for more in a band. How long have you had the band set up mm. for? What's the, how long has the lineup been in its current format? So, we've, they recorded on Red Earth as well. So, I think it was probably about 2017 that we all got together mm. and Kevin Place was the, was the most recent addition last year. Um, and so, he got to record on this one. Nice. So, it, yeah. I was going to say, it's... Um, Coming to this now, the second album, did you have in mind that certain parts you were writing would be would sort of fit in when you played it with the band, or was that was that at the forefront of your mind when you were putting together your songs? Yeah, for sure. So um, moments where I knew that 
the bass was going to shine and Rob was going to play one of his awesome, um, like melodic bass lines. And my guitarist, John Segovia, he's a bit of a local legend. And so I couldn't ha- not have like one of his roaring solos, like especially in I Want. I knew that he was going to, I was going to make him play a solo at the end. <laughs> yeah. So for sure, I, I wrote that into the song. Oh, yeah. obviously, it's essential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guitar yeah. Solo. So no, they definitely yeah. help. Yeah, I was going to say guitar solos are an essential service. I feel like in these trying times. Oh, exactly. Yeah, totally. What would we do without yeah. them? Up there between <laughs> parcel delivery guys and and you know first responders, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, our heroes. Salute them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what were you saying before? Before we accidentally cut you off, I do apologise. That's all good. Um, I can't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it? Wasn't as important clearly. No, no. no. Um, it will it will be interesting. To, it will be great, I'm sure, for you to finally get back with the band uh, when you can yes. to get those shows done. It sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Oh, you're, it you're, will be. Yeah, I'm sure. You sure you're itching to get out of the house right now? Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> But, uh, hey, look, really, in, in, in perspective, like, we haven't had it as bad as a few people. So, you know, I, I definitely am not complaining. Yeah. We, um, I was going to say, apart from, obviously, the shows coming up, what other plans do you have at the moment um, to round out the rest of the year and going into next year, I suppose? Pretty much just the, the tour, basically. Um, yeah, I, we had booked a European tour to happen last year. Mm. So... Perhaps I might start thinking about maybe bringing that back on, but I'm also a little bit hesitant to start planning anything so big. So, well, yeah, I guess we'll just kind of see how things go, and yeah, take it. As I think it comes. I will release. Yeah, I will release another music video as well. So, mm. yeah, very important. Mm. Oh, yes, with your videographer, of course. Yes, well, hopefully with Amber. Yeah. Now we're going to be playing uh, the title track really soon off the record. Uh, Let the night in. And um, you said you did want to have a little bit of chat, chat about this one. Uh, it was a very close song to your heart. Um, yeah. So you're going, yeah, tell us, maybe tell us a bit about it too and what, what makes this one so unique and special to you. So the song was written with my mum in mind because hmm. I, I wanted to write something that she would be able to sing with me and record with me. Um, she's not a recording artist. She's not a musician. She's just, I just know that she has a beautiful voice because I've heard her sing along to songs a couple of times, you know, like she's a, she's a shower singer, but um, she sounds gorgeous. So I wanted her to have the opportunity to, I don't know, to just come in and record and experience the studio and um, yeah. And, and sing along. And cause I, I also, I really envy and, um, admire families that can sing together and they get to have these beautiful harmonies and so yeah so I, I really wanted to to um to have that too so um as I was writing the song it uh, my grandfather became ill and mm. that's her father and so we we also had to kind of go through the the whole process of um of of him passing as well so the, the song ended up taking on a bit of a, a second meaning to both of us yeah so yeah so it, it was two weeks after he passed that we were in the studio and that she came in and we got to record and so it was kind of like just seeing her listening back to our voices and and watching the tears in her eyes and mm. I was just like I you didn't know you could sound like that did you mum <laughs> and she was like yeah she was just so stoked and it, it was just a really lovely healing moment for her as well um because 
granddad was like my biggest fan and he'd come along to any shows when I'd go down to Invercargill and um yeah so to have that as well I, I just said to mum that granddad would be really proud of her yeah so yeah so it was really nice yeah have you had the I was going to say have you had the chance to play it in front of your family at all with your mother singing no no not yet so nice. that will definitely be um, a, a tear-filled yeah. moment, I'm I was, sure. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. it's definitely something. I feel like that would be that would be something. I think that would be very yeah. It would be it would be a great experience. Um, it's yeah, a, for yeah, sure. It's a, it's a love. I mean, it's a lovely story, and it is yeah, sad about your grandfather as well. But um, it's yeah. lovely that you've got you've gotten out of that experience a beautiful song and a great way to and a beautiful yeah. way to end the album too. It's a lovely, lovely track. Yeah, um, thank you, Kendall. I want to say thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And uh, having a little chit chat about the album and everything surrounding it. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it too. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you can scrap that European tour and do an Australian tour instead. Uh, yes. Purely hey, because that's I said so. Probably not a so. bad idea. <laughs> no, specifically because yeah. I okay. said so. And, you know, my, my soul willpower is making it happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, hopefully, yeah, well, at some point we will be able to see you live. And playing some of these songs. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's totally something that I would love to do. I've always wanted to tour Australia. But right now, so we can, you know, quench the thirst, so to speak, uh, we're going to let the night in on your new, on, with your beautiful uh, album. And thanks again for coming on, Kendall. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Do you want to do us a solid? And uh, please tell us who you are and introduce the song. Hi, I'm Kendall Elise, and this is Let the Night In. The last of the line was kissing the edge of the darkness No moon was rising high Grey shadows began to grow and intensify It's okay It's okay Let the night in It's okay
let the night in It's okay It's okay Let the night in Shadows could feel my bones aching in my skin It's okay It's okay, it's okay, let the night in, let the night in, let the night in. Hey, this is Sage and you're listening to AMR. Sorry, I'll never trust no bitches. She can't treat you like a robber. 
Remarkable sprite, I dash Book on the spot when the night's at the gas Stony boy up in the cloud King of the city like that my name's Cyril, nice to meet you uh, You can bless yourself, 3199, I'm with my people uh, Only fuck with locals, cause the rest not they ain't see-through XB Coupe, I started, I got a GT waiting on the circuit yeah, yeah. Knocking his head and clocking all these veteran And he dropping dead and now he fucking heaven If you fuck a family, know what you mess with them Better than what anybody expected Stay second to non-competition, the second composition My opposition, he dimes and they search and I rhyme till I'm honey this time legend in the making, I'm prime, prime, prime Nine times, nine, what I'm whipping Ten times out of nine, the eighth game up You ain't high as I ain't so with your frame up Flowing like courage, a shot, a layup Seeing the picture and picture like comic, whoa Saving on gin and tonic, whoa Running tracks like I'm Sonic, you up Play to my bubble bu bu bonic Seeing the picture and picture like comic, whoa Saving on gin and tonic, whoa Running tracks like I'm Sonic, you up Play to my bubble bu bu bonic Seeing the picture and picture like comic, whoa Saving on gin and tonic, whoa Running tracks like I'm Sonic, you up Play to my bubble bu bonic <laughs> oh mamma mia well what a what an ending there how quick was that um that song was called mad max by lucy Ciro. and before that uh the lovely beautiful finishing track of the album the title track let the night in by the awesome kendall elise kendall you bloody legend thank you so much for coming on um i want to thank nick knack as well Nicole, Paula, that crew for just, um, you know, put, helping us put that one together and really sort of, you know, <laughs> putting to our attention the uh, beautiful talents of Kendall. Um, all the best, Kendall. Hopefully we'll uh, see you some point across this side of the Tasman sooner rather than later. Now, uh, folks, we've got some serious business to talk about. Uh, that being a song that we just came off, the the phenomenal uh, talent that is Lucy Ciro. Now, this is his debut single, would you believe? And it's, well, what a debut. Um, Lusa is uh, only 18 years old, you know, and we're not going to hold that against him. And he is finally, you know, putting his name out there as a bit of a force behind the mic. And you know, props to him. If you can do it, you can do it. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, Lusa definitely feels at home here. It's... It had this. I loved that it had this sort of really slick synth trap production, uh, which is really turning me around on the genre of trap. I must say, uh, apparently he's uh, influenced by the likes of Kid Leroy and Juice World, uh, which makes sense. You know, they're sort of big names in the scene you know, internationally, and uh, props to him to you're really trying to you know you know not trying to get on there get on that style, but what what I really liked about it and, and sort of really sort of because we had a couple of rap tracks come through that I had to choose between. And the reason why I picked this one was because, as I was saying before, you know, Lusa feels right at home here with the with his um, flow. But just when you think he's going to get comfy in this sort of rhythmic sort of lane, to use the card, card pun there, did you notice that? So, yeah, just as he gets, he gets to this nice like, rhythm of things, he suddenly switches it up. He goes for the full double time. And then goes and does that for a bit and then changes the tempo to go slower. So, I mean, it, it's good. It, it's it's good good mastery there. Uh, Mad Max is apparently, obviously, it's, a, it's using the car as a metaphor. Inspired by apparently dad, his dad working on the Ford muscle car. So, uh, you know, <laughs> wherever you get your inspirations, I suppose. But uh, really good stuff. 
really good stuff. Keen to um, sort of see more tracks come out from him. Now, uh, uh, up next, actually, we're going to be really stalking it up, as we usually do around this time of the episode. A uh, couple of great heavy tracks coming up for you. Um, it falls right into the territory of Heavy Reborn, so far into the Heavy Reborn territory that the next artist, Bad Moon Born, with their song Fallout, was indeed the artist that they interviewed on their most recent episode, which came out a few days ago. Uh, make sure you go and check it out. AustralianMusiciansRadio.com is where you can catch all of the AMR uh, Heavy Reborn episodes. Uh, the guys had a good old time having, you know, as they normally do, having to chat to Bad Moon Born, as well as playing uh, some brilliant, heavy, you know, heavy songs from around the country, as they normally do. But, yeah, Heavy Reborn, go and check that out if you haven't already. I don't know why you wouldn't. But, yes, Bad Moon Born is the name of the artist and their song's called Fallout. Now, I, it was good. I really quite liked this one. Um, these guys, I'm trying to see where they're from. They're from Sydney. And I tell you what, talk about, you know, talking about um, Luce's mastery of the mic. Bad Moon Born certainly has a mastery of some classic alt metal riffage, which you'll hear. Uh, just all throughout the song, you know. It, just another good example of that sort of lofts, loud, soft dynamic too because they've got, the, they've got some quiet passages and then it just rocks out for some of it, as any as any good metal song should. Uh, apart from that, though, because you, you sort of get, again, like Luce, these guys give you a little bit of a surprise uh, towards the end because when you think it's just all going to be power chords, you get a cheeky little little solo towards the end. Uh, it's you know nothing nothing over the top, but it's a well crafted solo, so which is you know what you want you know nothing too showy, but it, it does the job. But Bad Moon Born, loving it, really loving it. Um, go and check out the interview with them if you want to you know find out more. After that though, another artist that has sent in their own music again, another reminder: AMR Australia. Uh, sorry, I, I mentioned. Oh, I've got the email wrong. AMR Airplay at mail dot com. Uh, go and send in your tracks. But, yeah, the Blackwater Fever have been sending their music to us for a little while now. And uh, this one is their most recent single. It's called The Highway. Uh, now, these guys have – I we've have actually played them before back, in, back late last year in episode 30 with their previous song, My Weakness. But The Highway is their, their newest release, and it is a great, great sort of blues-tinged track. Uh, I – I love it. it's such a dirty, dirty track, really. Um, just with the you know, and, and that blues chord progression that they do pick for the the verses really does sort of help cement that that tone, that vibe. And I mean, these are you know, these are very much industry guys. They've been touring with many different many different artists, quite well known artists too. Uh, they had their song played on plenty of. Um, TV shows and have been playing plenty of festivals, open for very famous artists and have recently played a couple of tracks up there in Queensland, their home state. Now, I do love it when artists can really picture the Australian landscape and this song does hit that nail on the head because uh, for those of you outside of Australia, we really are a nation of highways. We have the longest highway system in the world, highway number one. Uh, and and this song just conjures up feelings of being outside our cities 
you know, along these great big long stretches of tarmac, you know, going from town to town. And I'm sure these guys appreciate that having to tour as much as they have. Um, I also really like the ending, which you'll hear. It goes out really good. I like it. You'll hear You'll hear that. Um, so, keep an ear out for that too. But apparently, the, the track itself, if I bring up what they've, they've told us about it, apparently it's supposed to be inspired by the post-apocalyptic novel The Road uh, by Cormac McCarthy. So, yeah, just, you know, sort of conjuring up images of something wrong going on the road. Speaking of, you know, Mad Max. <laughs> It's kind of a weird connection I've got going on here. But nonetheless, I should probably let you let you hear the songs. Yes, I know you're keen to hear them. Oh, yeah. Bad Moon Born with Fallout right now. And after that, the phenomenal The Blackwater Fever with The Highway. Oh, we'll be back soon on Bar Talk, people. You know it.
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Oh, the highway right there with by Blackwater Fever. And uh, before that, the fallout 
by the phenomenal Bad Moon Born. You are listening to Bar Talk via AMR or wherever you get your dirty little hands-on podcasts, guys. It's me, Big D, Big Dippus, the Daniel, the D, the, the who you know D, the Daniel M. Pern right here, uh, if you've forgotten already, because I am going to pump straight into the next thing we're going to say, which is about one of their other shows here on AMR, Far Q. Uh, now, you guys who have been listening religiously to this uh, podcast are no stranger to me talking about Far Q Radio, and these guys are up to episode 14, which just came out very recently. Grumpy and Skeet, the hosts, as you know, or as you've heard me tell you, or as you don't know, maybe this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, but Grumpy and Skeet are the, they call themselves for this latest episode, the Far Q Desperados. Oh, how romantic. But they've been up doing a few little travels up around Cape York, you know, making use of the fact they aren't in fucking lockdown. But uh, <laughs> but as as is the norm, just putting together some good banter, putting together some good playlisted tracks for your listening pleasure. Go and check that out via the website, australianmusiciansradio.com, when you get a chance, because you know you're in for a good time. Um, right now, however... All right, now I I better get on to the next couple of tracks because I don't want to take I don't want to be that kind of guy that just blabbers on all day. He says blabbering on. Uh, <laughs> gonna get to the indie side of things now. First up, a little bit of shoegaze for you. It's Peel Sydney band with their song Silver Spring. Now these guys are relatively new, and I say relatively new to the scene, and by that I mean they uh, only released their debut. Um, single memory loop back in November last year. So, yeah, I guess less than a year old, you know. So, pretty pretty new to the scene. But I've already been getting a lot of love. Now, I see we've been getting their songs via their record, Third Eye Stimuli Records. And this is the third song, being the third single, that is going to be coming out of their upcoming EP, uh, which is apparently going to be out on October 22nd via the aforementioned Third Eye Stimuli. Now, I, what you can kind of get away with with, <laughs> with this sort of shoegaze is the fact that everything blends together. Now, you'll remember when I was talking before about a dynamic, you know, you know, hearing that loud, soft thing makes everything sound, you know, if, because of that, it makes sort of everything sound, it brings your attention to a lot more things than otherwise would be the case, you know. Well, this is sort of the extreme opposite of things. It means you can get away with more subtle changes and they just flow one into the other. And this is a great example of this, which you'll, which you'll hear. Um, I feel like, actually, if, if the band, the 90s band Ratcat went full punk shoegaze, this would be it. Uh, so, I don't know if the, fan, don't know if the guys are <laughs> big fans of Ratcat, but- the vocalist has a very similar style to the lead singer from that band. Uh, apparently, the song is regarding, you know, sort of a bit of dark themes, you know, not giving up hope, which makes sense. Talks about the black dog and the album art is accompanied by aforementioned black dog. So, uh, you know, don't let your demons get to you. You know, I think that's what we're going for. And uh, let the shoegaze get to you instead. I think our former guest, Oceans, would much appreciate that sentiment. Moving right along, though, we have ourselves uh, an, an artist, the only other artist apart from Kendall that we're playing this week from New Zealand. 
Another one courtesy of Knickknack. The uh, very, I guess, experienced, you can say, Mel Parsons, because uh, she has released quite a few albums over the years, been in the scene a while, over a decade, and she is coming off her 2018 award-winning album, Glass Heart, uh, and returning with this brand new song, Carry On, which I guess is the next taste, or the first taste, sorry, of her next release, I guess. But very critically acclaimed artist she is, awards coming out of her ears, you know, as you should with an artist this talented. But as for this particular song, you know, Mel Parsons, I'm guessing because of her weight and her gravitas and her definitely experience, it's definitely reflected in the voice, um, makes makes for perfect introspective indie, which is definitely what this is. Now, on that sort of topic, when you're talking about indie, you know, there's nothing too experimental going on with the production, except for one element, which I liked. But at the end of the day, you really don't need it because, you know, when you produce instruments like an acoustic guitar, piano, and a snare really well, you get a beautiful song like like this, which you're about to hear. Now, I say bar one element, and I definitely 110, 25% sure I heard myself an Ebo uh, throughout this track. Now, Ebos, you ask, what are those? Well, they're basically like a little thing you hold over the, the top of the guitar fretboard, and it makes the strings vibrate. Magnetic fields, bro. And it sort of gets like a soaring, you know, synthy string sound, which you'll hear. Um, also, like, there's like a really nice little piano outro at the end. So, keep an eye out, or an ear out, should I say, for that. Uh, Mel Parsons has a delayed tour because of the uh, New Zealand lockdown coming up apparently in December. So, go get your tickets. Go follow her socials if you haven't, if you're interested and in, in you're in New Zealand and want a ticket. And uh, speaking of socials, make sure you like all the artists too. And, and check out their social when you get a chance. Very important. Make sure you follow them. Well, uh, let's play them, eh? It's Peel with Silver Spring, and after that, Mel Parsons with Carry On. I'll be back soon, folks, right here on Bar Talk.
Hello Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. Back around 
All right. You just heard, folks, Mel Parsons with Carry On. And before that, Silver Spring by Peel. Mm, yeah, folks, Bar Talk right here. It's your boy, Big D. About ready to finish up this bloody show so I can go and do other shit. <laughs> Not that I don't love you guys. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, thank you to all the artists, of course. But uh, before I get into my uh, emotional Oscar-winning performance speech right now, um, I've got to mention our bloody socials and everything. So, um, you know, Bar Talk, what are we? Well, we're a podcast and you can find our socials on Facebook and also our YouTube channel. But for AMR Australia as a whole, it's got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram. We've got a bloody Twitter. We even have a TikTok if if somebody can be bothered to upload something on there. I certainly haven't. <laughs> that may change in the future. I, I don't know, though. But I digress. Go and check out AMR Australia's socials. Make sure you go and check out, of course, Bar Talk via our websites, um, australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk and shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. Or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us a follow, a sub, a like, you know, a review, whatever you can do on whatever streaming slash podcast site that you prefer to listen on because the more attention you give us, the more love we get generally. Got to worship the mighty algorithm. But, yes, make sure you go and check out, of course, all the other AMR shows, content, you know, written stuff, interviews, every other good shit, and, of course, stream live as well. You can do that all via australianmusiciansradio.com. That's australianmusiciansradio.com. <sighs> yeah. Now, keeping a real tone down for the next couple of – well, for the last couple of tracks for the day, Boo Seeker is up first with a beautiful, beautifully arranged song called Tripwire, and yet a wonderful song it is. Now, Boo Seeker – this is a bit of a bit of a th- 180 for him. Usually out there producing that synth pop, but he's decided to fucking go personal and get out the old electric guitar. Electric? Did I say electric? Sorry. Acoustic guitar and go full Wonderwall. But I was going to say but, but actually, you know, Wonderwall had some very simple but nice string arrangements. <gasps> Tripwire's got some simple but beautiful layered string arrangements as well. Fuck, you're doing an oasis, aren't you, Bo? Jesus Christ, this is going to be our campfire song for the next 20 years. You know what? It's a good song. I'll, I'll give him that. No, a really nice song, Bo. Boo. Um, I don't know why I keep calling you Bo. I keep missing the second O. But no, Boo, great stuff. Um, the vocal mold tracking is really prominent when it is when it is introduced, but I like it as well. It just works. And you've got this like one, two, uh, vocal melody going on in the chorus, which to be honest is something I haven't heard in a while and is very much a pop staple, but boy, am I glad to see it back in an acoustic song. Mm. Yes, good stuff. Good vocals too. After Boo, it's a uh, debut single of a Melbourne artist, Carlo Acune or Acune. I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure how you pronounce it. I think I've butchered a few artist names this week. And you know what? Fucking whatever. I, you guys had to put pronunciations in these press releases. But I think it's Carlo Acune. And he's brought out uh, a debut single called Brave Face. And uh, what a beautiful song it is. Now, Carlo is, is as I said, from, from Melbourne and is a very experienced singer-songwriter. Has apparently written hundreds of songs over his lifetime, but has uh, never actually attempted to record and release 
one of those solo songs. He's been involved with bands throughout his years. Um, but, yeah, this is the first time he's released something by himself. Now, I have to say, I love the finger picking. Really nice. And you know what? Uh, the fact that he has had a lot of experience sort of, you know, really makes sense because uh, you can tell there's a lot of experience going on with his vocals. You can you can tell that that voice uh, has really witnessed a few heartbreaks. But you know what? All the more for it because you can you get this beautiful tone from his vocals um, and, and a beautiful emotive expression. So really nice stuff, Carlo. Uh, it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Keen to hopefully see more of those songs being recorded, you know? Good, good stuff, even if it's simple like this. You know, really, in some cases, you really don't need more than a, and a, than a good voice and an acoustic guitar. Well, on that back to basics, uh, on that back to basics segue, folks, I'm going to leave you and love you. Maybe not in that order, but you know what? Orders are for, for sookies, sookies, sookies. I'm a big boy now, and I'm about to tell you thank you for listening. Thank you to all the artists, too. For, for putting out awesome music. Thank you to all the PRs. And thank you to AMR's, um, you know, business and community partners, which are currently Drum Power Music Factory Direct, Suki Lounge, and the awesome Shadow Beast Recordings. Guys, I'll hopefully be back next week. Who knows where I'm going to be at. But in the meantime, folks, fare thee well. And may you have a wonderful time listening to these last two tracks. Boo Seeker with a triple wire. And Kalo Hatune with brave face. Goodbye, my cherubs. And triple wire, triple wire. My mind into another life. Come back again, come back again, come back again. Triple wire, triple wire. My mind into another life. Come back again, come back again, come back again How long, how long till I keep on smiling? How long, how long till I How long, how long till I keep on smiling? How long, how long till I
my mind into another land. We'll come back again, come back again, come back again. Australianmusiciansradio.com <laughs> 